guys, Marie Menounos here for AfterBuzz TV's After Show for Feud Season 1, Episode 5. The winner is. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. The uh, next award will be for the best actress. And I am pleased to announce that this year, in addition to the Oscar, the winning actress will also receive three glorious days at the Sands Hotel in Las Vegas. Nice job, Frank. <laughs> ha. I love that. To make, <laughs> to make the presentation as last year's winner for this, his provocative performance in Judgment at Nuremberg, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Maximilian Schell. We're going to watch the whole scam. I like this. You want to watch the whole scam or you want to go ahead? We want to see the acceptance. We want to see the winner. So basically, guys, here it comes, Con. It's coming. For this performance by an actress are Anne Bancroft in The Miracle Worker, Mm -hmm. Betty Davis in Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, Catherine Hepburn in Long Day's Journey into Night, Geraldine Page in Sweet Bird of Youth, and Leo Remick in Days of Wine and Roses. Good movie. And the winner is... Days of Wine and Roses. Here we the come, winner guys. And Bancroft in Miracle oh. And here she comes to accept the award. Accepting and if you saw the episode, which look we know you did. You guys, look at the handheld backstage, a little BTS behind the scenes. Uh-huh. Really ahead of its time, right? In terms of production for Oscar. Mm-hmm. She is Darling, here I am. Stealing the show. Miss Bancroft said, here's my little speech, dear Joan. Quote, there are three reasons why I deserve this award. Arthur Penn, Bill Gibson, Fred Cole. Unquote. Thank you. And the Oscars were stolen by Miss Joan Crawford. <laughs> Guys. They got that down. They got it down. They did Welcome it to the feud after show entitled, and the winner is, of course, I forgot the end when I started, but listen, episode five, <laughs> the moment we've all been waiting for, I'm Maria Menounos, joined by my feud panel, minus Justin Sylvester this time. This is Fern Rone. Kevin Undergaro. Guys, I don't think I've <laughs> ever cringed more in an episode and been in more shock than I was in this one. We're going to start... <laughs> We're going to go sequentially. We're going to start with Joan and had a conniving behind the scenes to steal Betty's Oscar, mm-hmm. campaigning against her. I didn't really even understand when they would say that they did this, what it really meant until you watch this episode. And she learned the lesson from Jack Webb. Dragnet, good cop, bad cop. The TV show, ironically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what she was like. Uh, we're going to play good cop, bad cop. There's like so much active like paperwork involved calling people and yeah it's a lot of work and a lot of manipulation mm-hmm. what did you guys think of the uh the drive according to at least by header Hedda's drive is that um you know she was aware of the hypocrisy right uh, and joan was aware of the hypocrisy right what was what she was saying but betty wouldn't betty wouldn't play the game basically like Oh, I mean, she was obviously angry that she was an a- she was an actress who never made mm-hmm, it. She didn't yeah. have a successful love life. She didn't have mm-hmm. sex. Success, you know, it's kind of everything you've heard about critics. Mm-hmm. They're just so miserable with their own lives that you know what I mean. Oh, right. And they, they hate the talent, a lot of them. Um, 
but yeah, she was she, she was saying something where jo, you know Joan, where Betty was aware of it, but almost wouldn't play the game, and still won. And, well, I don't know if she won or not, but she wouldn't play the game that made her angry. And we see that in Hollywood today, where we hear people say, you know, there's a certain game that's played, and you have to play by those rules. And the minute you step out, you know whether you're right or wrong. Uh, they're not having it. Mm-hmm. So, like, Joan had no choice but to play along with Hedda? No. Well, no, 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 no. They, they Hedda chose was to... going against Betty because she wasn't playing the game back with her. She wasn't giving her what she wanted. Right. In a sense. And what if Joan had said, I'm not going to do this, it's bad karma, then she would have... Who, whose side would she have been I on? know. Well, it was interesting because it did seem like Joan had some version of a moral compass for a moment. But Hedda really played to all of her insecurities and really I got her. I think so, too. I think if Joan, like we were saying, we keep saying if she only had a friend, if she had someone to be like, listen, like, you have every right to be upset. It's mm-hmm. so unfair because you made this movie happen and it's just not fair. It makes so much sense why you're upset. But from here on out, do nothing about it. You know, like, be angry at God, be angry at the universe, write in your journal, you know, this is BS. And then use your time, energy, all of your resources to go to the library with Mama Sita and find the next baby Jane. Or, like, don't mm-hmm. do this because this is, you're going to regret it. Well, yeah. or, or as Betty Davis said in later interviews, put the time into promoting the film because you own it. You exactly. own, And yeah. Betty Davis had said to her grave, had she stepped up and promoted it, we would have made, she mm-hmm. would have made so much more money. As right. much money as it made, mm-hmm. it would have made so much more. If so Betty she, had won, it would have made so much more money too, Of right? course, yes. Uh, always when you have a, an Oscar attached in any way, shape, or form to a film. It was uh, it was funny. I think um, one of the things that was funny I had a moment in there when they were talking about Price Water. Oh, Price and Water! Of course, you have to think of what happened this year. <laughs> You're like, oh my God, Price Water, where they've come. <laughs> um, but you know, someone was saying it. I think it might have been Olivia, where she was saying so many profited from their feuding. And when you think about the manipulation that the studio and the director and everyone, you know, kind of put them under but then Joan of course then continued the manipulation Mm -hmm. it's just like it's like shit just rolled downhill Mm -hmm. if she had only been if she hadn't been like so weak in character and someone had come along and been like if you two get together you can be so powerful Mm -hmm. instead she has the devil which is Hedda getting in there and making her do something that was not in her best interest did you do you think and you said this before do you think there was some mental illness involved with Joan I mean there was addiction yeah with Joan I definitely think so and I think with Betty to a degree. I think she was narcissistic. She had a very high opinion of herself, hmm. warranted or not. Um, but I think Joan had, had. I think it just, from what we've seen, the evidence just looks like she had a personality disorder or even a mental illness. I think so. Or they were just narcissistic women who were alone for far too long and had gotten everything that they had wanted, in a sense, and, mm-hmm. you know, just were crazy, batshit, to be exact. Um, when she marches into the Academy's office, were you guys dying? I don't know if that really happened. I never read that anywhere, but I was like, yes, well, like she, someone well, stop her. She's making a fool of herself. Well, we, I don't know if she went in. I know she contacted them and oh, did say did, yeah. and volunteered her services. I will be oh, available yeah, yeah, to present. True. I want mm-hmm. you to know. So anyone who doesn't show up, I will be there. But I don't know if she did. She demand a recount in that scene. Or was he just assuming that she wanted a recount? But because I, I don't remember reading that, but 
Yeah, it felt like she was originally, but then it was not that. It was just about her yeah, presenting. She, she wanted to hijack the Oscars. Mm-hmm. It was crazy because I'm sitting here writing in my notes, oh my God, the Oscar campaign to win Betty's Oscar. <laughs> That's what this episode is about. It's it's like, and the winner is with such a great title, but then it was like the Oscar campaign because you hear so often that you have to campaign for these things, right? And how hard did Joan Crawford campaign to steal the, st- the spotlight from Betty Davis Insane. and to steal her Oscar. The first time I heard the story, I was like, is this tr-? Like, I can't believe this. And I was like, do people know about this? This is insane. Yeah. I'm so glad it's being obviously known now. It's insane. It's unbelievable. And then from there, we start to see the scenes where she's campaigning to all of the stars who were nominated, right? So Geraldine um, Page and then Ann Crawford uh, and Bancroft. And you're like, how could you do this? First of all, I didn't understand when she was with Ger- she was on the phone with Geraldine, and Geraldine just understood what she wanted. I guess like back then they would have known that the feud was so fierce and that you know I don't think it happened that way. Like I was actually reviewing my notes today, and there's a quote from Geraldine where she said she got the phone call from Joan Crawford, and it was like Joan Crawford. Oh my God, she became instantly tongue tied and just agreed to everything she said. Yeah. So I don't think she manipulated her in the way that it was portrayed on the show. She definitely did call her um, and definitely said, "If you don't make it, no problem. I'll accept your award." And Geraldine was so starstruck. She was like, "Okay." So I don't know if it happened. So exactly who does that? that? Let's, let's who does that? First of all, who asks for that? And then second of all. Who agrees? To, yes, go accept my Oscar. I think she was so intimidated. Sorry about the no, hair, the makeup, being in Hollywood because she really was a Broadway girl. So she no, eventually and, did win you an know, Oscar. And she was in awe. You get, I mean, this was someone who went back to the silent era. This would be like getting a call from Meryl Streep. That's what I was just thinking you know, about. So, I was like, okay, so Meryl Streep one, called, and I was going up for my first Oscar. Yeah, I guess I would if be you, freaked out. If you were You're respectful, right. if you were a young brat, like unfortunately you see with the younger generations of all generations You're of right. all time, she would have been like, flip off, it's my time. But she was intimidated. She was tongue-tied. I don't feel as though she was manipulated because she was very aware. Hollywood needs to see what they've done. She wasn't manip- She knew no, what she was doing. For sure. No, when but she this is what Fern had said. Fern said she was okay. manipulated. No, when she said that, no, I, she was, was aware I was just of in what shock. was going I'm on. Like, why why would she why would she care so much to to let her to ex- let her accept a potential Oscar? I, I wonder if this isn't Ryan Murphy or the filmmakers way of saying all hope isn't lost. Like this is the new generation. Geraldine Page and Bancroft both young and were and were considerate. You know and and I'm wondering if it wasn't to try and give a little hope. But like in they, the scene with Anne Bancroft, or, or, she comes in and she shits well, one at a time. On her. One t- so she, well, she does with both of them. You're in your one bedroom apartment. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know yeah. that's how she's always doing it. Again, that's her being manipulative. She knocks you down. Yes. You know, this is not a. I mean, I don't know. I know people get mad. I, 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 I'm asking you guys in there. I'm like, I, tell me how to like Joan. I want to. I want. I mean, I had. I'm in awe of this character. And shout out to Jessica Lange. She's amazing. Killing it, but... um, She's making us hate her, yeah. Oh, my God. I may feel obviously feel badly for her, and but at the same time, it's like, oh, my God. And I guess uh, the side of me that emotes is we see it. We see it in people. I've seen it in people I've met in Hollywood today, which is so depressing. But anyway. So, so sad. But she goes in and works, and then then, Bancroft has a different tact. 
But I don't think that happened either. I think she did the same thing. She called her, and Anne Bancroft was in awe. I have always loved Joan Crawford. If she's going to accept my award, I'm definitely going to be on Broadway. I know I'm going to be on Broadway. I know I'm not going to make it. Playing to half-empty houses. I don't know how Uh, you do it. uh, uh, Kevin, (laughs) I was like, I was, my jaw was on the ground. I was like, I cannot believe that this is happening. How, how could one person, how could a person even say these things to someone? Like, how could you be so wretched and at the same time be like I want your moment <gasps> and, and not only so do I want your I, moment I want your moment so I can take someone else's well, from her perspective was it not their honor to have Miss Joan Crawford accept on their behalves and both of them in her did, perspective like yeah. you're saying both of them did have the same thought like let them see what they've done that these are great actresses they haven't aged out we should have more roles like this it's for the greater good of all women how amazing I'm were they well, well wait so that's interesting so with with Geraldine when she says look what Hollywood's done wasn't it like she's a crazy person let Hollywood see that and maybe it's a lesson moving forward that's so they what don't I thought, do it to what, us that's what I thought they meant yeah well then also when Anne wrong. Bancroft turns to her and says do you mm-hmm. need this or something and she said desperately yeah. I was like so sad and she and was the, looking at her from behind like in the rear view mirror like yeah. her yes. this is over for her and like I should do this because someday it's going to be over for that me that was great direction yeah. actually right yeah. and I think with Anne Bancroft it was it was more you're a legend and I would be honored to do this for you yeah you know I, it would be my honor to allow you you really want to go go do it and she said you made that movie work which has two meanings because the movie yes. happened because of her and you know yeah and mm-hmm. she was the, you know and you, you guys you need a straight person you know to make anything great you know you need that and uh, and unfortunately a lot of the, the people in those roles historically are always left behind mm-hmm. yeah absolutely Oh, my God. It just cr- got me crazy. So then the night of getting ready for the Oscars. Ooh, that was amazing. She really Thought. did sprinkle silver in her hair, but it made her look worse. It was awful. I didn't understand what was happening. And then and her dress was great. Everything was great, right? Maybe a little too much jewelry, but whatever. Um, but that silver made her look like the Wicked Witch. Like, or, well, like, well, go to... Yeah. Right? Let's talk production design. Silver is not gold. Silver's second, mm. right? Even though this really happened, it works symbolically. And then furthermore, um, did you see, did, what did you think of when that, that clear um, yeah. shield went over mm-hmm. her face? Yeah, did, for the did, hairspray. Did that remind you of like Wicked Queen? Oh. You know, that's what it, to me it looked like. And it was, but anyway, it's interesting that in a time where it's all about, I'm old, I'm old, I'm old, and I want to be old, I'm gonna, I will put silver in my mm-hmm. hair. Yeah. Because she it, thought it was going to make her sparkle. She from wanted head to, to look toe. like a statuette. But what mm-hmm. an irony. But a silver statuette. But what an irony that it's silver, not gold, but then also yeah. that it's gray, like gray hair. Like mm-hmm. she. It's yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. And what about her team? You know, Betty's got the one person doing everything. Don't and speak then, unless she speaks to you. <laughs> oh, Mamacita. What we would all do for Mamacita. Hurry up. What a along. champion. Yeah. I just feel like it's Oscar Day. Joan, I her like she doesn't have a mother. I don't have a sister, but like if my mother or best friend were there, they would be like, "Abort, abort the silver! What are you doing? Stop it!" She has no one to be like. You look ridiculous. They all played in her psychosis a little. Well, the great George Cukor, who was an unbelievable director, legendary, and he tries to talk her out of it the last minute. Thank God, someone. But he. You see, she's mm-hmm. not listening. She's even not going to have it. Yeah, to a male and a male who's you know was big and respected in show business. So, you know, that's off the table. 
And he said, you're bigger than this. And she said, no, I'm not. I know. I did. I, in, on the one respect, I felt somewhat happy for her just because I felt like this was her last big moment at the Oscars. So it was, I, I love that she went and made the green room amazing and made it. I, that part I was, you I know, know. I didn't love her intention. Horrible intentions no. and horrible. bad motives. But I kept just, no, I'm no. Sorry. You're, right. The you're right. I'm all good with if someone, you know what, if here's the thing, because at the end of the day, we don't know really know what started what and everyone played into it, right? Betty played we're right back. Mm-hmm. It's not She's like not Betty perfect. kept her hands behind her back and just right. was like trying to be nice. Exactly. No. Betty did her part too. So at some point it's like I get that she was like, you know what? F everybody. I'm going in there and I'm going to have a moment too. Okay. I can maybe swallow that. But when it's so blatantly about stealing Betty's moment, right. mm-hmm. it just got to be no, way too and I, much. And I agree. I just, the one thing was, as a legend, older person, the one part I was happy for is that she could go to the Oscars and have a nice time. Yeah, I, even I like feel when like she could have done that the year later. She, she could have done it any time for Joan Crawford. Uh, yeah, right, and given an award. I but know. But you never know that. You never really feel like that's going to be the She's case. She's so insecure and so yes. weak in character that she thinks this is and, it. And it makes and you, you make poor choices. And you can't blame her for that, though, right? We're seeing, why, why would she feel secure of course right? well, look at what they did to them the only thing i'll say about betty is i feel like betty's um betty's offenses to joan seem in response or in re- reactionary i feel like she wouldn't have gone on the offense i feel like she was just doing betty like i you know i want to do the best performance i can mm-hmm. i want to be in the best movie i can i want to work with the best director i can and um, and then yeah, and I want to win this Oscar. It was very matter I'm, of fact. Yeah, it's yeah. not. I'm going to hurt Joan. I got to no. get in her way. I got to stop her. No, I need her to be amazing in this film. You know, I, you know, you've been a shot in all these years. But Why are you wearing all this point, makeup? Betty well, was given a tour in the well, last episode. I, well, I think in but response, the Coke machine. Yeah, okay, of but course. I think in response. Yes, you know, so. that's what we think, and that's what we are led to believe, and hopefully the well, historians it, have I, it right. I recommend mm-hmm. anyone. so that our hate isn't transferred onto someone. In, <laughs> Listen. In, it, Properly, it, it, it's we can all uh, we're all gonna have opinions on this. Go and watch some of the existing interviews of these two women, and judge for yourself. That's all I say. Just go judge, you know, their personalities, what you see later. And I want to see some Joan ones because I haven't there, seen. I told you that, no, there's that one there's... English. It was done, for, I think, with the BBC, but I, you know, I'm sure someone is going to comment and say I'm wrong. But uh, it is it's a it's a, there's an English interview her. Uh, that does a, a filmed black and white interview, and it, it's a great contrast between She's her so, and the ones yes. with Betty. Mm-hmm. I mean, Betty's on like this was your life, and, mm-hmm. and you see Olivia De Havilland show up. Yeah, um, and we probably should talk about her and, and Olivia mm-hmm. looking at those Oscars. Though. Yeah, I and their, and their Betty, whole relationship. Yeah, well, Betty needed and, her. She needed she needed an so, ally that mm-hmm. night. Well, think of the contrast, right? Um, Joan has Hedda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And 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 she has and Betty has Olivia. I blame everything on Hedda Hopper because they when they were getting to know each other a couple of episodes ago, that could have been the beginning of a friendship. Actually, maybe they, when, you know when you get to know someone, that's how you break point. down your yeah. enemies, and you that's when you really see the person as a person. And then Hedda had to come in, say what she said to Joan, and you know do that article, and that in response, Betty got angry. Betty wouldn't have gotten angry yeah, no. or retaliated about anything else. It's always, I agree, is in response to her. Yeah. But I think that's why Betty's wrong. I think 
you know, the, if she, someone does something wrong to you, the best course of action is to do nothing or you're creating your own bad karma. Just do nothing. Do great work. Mm-hmm. Keep but living it, a good life. Takes, Hallelujah. I know, but it's, it takes such a strong And I feel like if anyone's person. strong enough, it's Betty. Like, well, just keep doing yes, good work and just Because when you are that on. talented, you don't need to do that. Yes, exactly. But maybe you don't, you don't, you also need a loved one with their feet on the ground next to yes, you to say. Which agree. neither of them had. No. Exactly. So, and, and if the times are tough for women today, it, come on, it's an, uh, unimaginable what it was yeah. then. But again, I look at I look at a lot of interviews with Olivia de Havilland. I'm a huge fan of hers. Love. I think she's so underrated. I don't think it's a coincidence that she's a hundred and still alive and still yeah. with us. She in just, France, she seemed <laughs> like she life. had a more secure demeanor. But the fact that she went through this with her her very own sister, also named Joan, Joan mm-hmm. Fontaine. Friend, mm-hmm. you know much? But I shouldn't put no, you on the spot were, here. No, but they were. Um, obviously sisters and they were both nominated so imagine like, like what we had in 1963 and 1947 they were both nominated in the same category and Joan won and it was very it was hard it wasn't they didn't have a good relationship one felt like the other one was always favored by the mother so I mean and that I, really screws it, people up okay do, do you think similarly that Joan Fontaine wins the battle Olivia Havilland wins the war she's to me the one who's really remembered and she's still right. with us. I didn't right. know her sister's name before. <laughs> right. But I knew Olivia de Havilland. Mm-hmm. And obviously Joan, Joan and, and Betty, is they're closer mm-hmm. in terms of legendary status. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder I, with... I know, again, here we go. Everyone's going to attack me. But I wonder without Mommy Dearest if we would remember Joan as much as we remember Betty. I wonder. Just throwing it I out there. I don't think so. Yeah, it made her part of pop culture. It's yeah. like in the norm. Yeah. yeah, I'll be bold enough to say it. Uh, so, okay. The red carpet, right? Which Oscar day. Okay, do you guys think there's any significance to the fact that um, the stars they showed in the red carpet weren't... Big? Yeah, like Jack Lord was my Peck guy. Was like he the was one. the one. Gregory Peck was yeah. legend, okay. right? But uh, no, it was kind of weird. Maybe there weren't that many stars there. I Maybe guess we there should, weren't. Yeah, once again, just um, showing how lame we are that I don't know that. But. No, I feel like today <laughs> no one misses it. And back then, I think, you know, if people were on Broadway, they didn't go. If they were, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it it's seemed different. It's, it right. different. Today, you never miss, right? So so she walks down the red carpet. Betty Davis walks down with uh, Olivia de Havilland, and she admits that she wants this bad. And before she left her house, obviously, too, she kissed the two Oscars, or she said, you know, mm-hmm. boys, I'm going to bring you home a baby brother. And she admits oh. to really doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 she really and, one, and one is, the, the gold is tarnished. Because she sleeps, or she watches TV in bed with it. And and this, again, I just, I, I have to think, can't be a coincidence with, with Mur- Ryan Murphy in production design, but did you notice how those appeared? They were more bronze than the new gold ones, mm-hmm. how beautiful, you know, just youth against right. age, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Although when I saw Joan Crawford's next to the noon one, I didn't notice a difference, and it would have been interesting. Because she probably, because Mamacita probably kept it. <laughs> yeah. Perfect, kept yeah. it young. But I would have thought Joan Shining would probably be day. hugging that sucker uh-huh. in bed too. <laughs> well, maybe, but that's maybe too much emotion, and it it, it, it needs to be on display. Yeah. Like her, it needs to be Perfect. well mm-hmm. lit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Guys, so, we're watching a great series. So Joan Crawford walks down the carpet, and um, and then, you know, we finally get to the green room, which we thought was her dressing room, but then we realize it's the green room, and she just took it over. Mama Sita and all of her servants, they basically got, you know, all the booze and all Full the bar. snacks and food, and she just takes over. And when they try to stop her, it's like, you can't stop her. Mm-hmm. You just can't. It's Joan Crawford. Mm-hmm. 
and poor you know poor <laughs> Betty Davis is backstage in her 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 dressing room with mm-hmm. Olivia de Havilland and when she's like I need a drink let's drink she's like don't go back there <laughs> and of course she marches in and it's like the face to face and um I, oh, yeah man. I thought they were gonna I thought they were going to exchange words that supposedly you know happened in front of everyone and I was like it didn't happen that no, way I didn't think they would because okay. old Hollywood I thought Joan okay. was gonna be like Betty darling, yeah. and like just owning the place right because you watch her in this in the scenes you know following when Lawrence or the director of Lawrence of Arabia mm-hmm. wins she walks and follow me like you are nothing by the way you're a director that just won I thought she was gonna be all over him like you know flies on shit <laughs> bees and honey whatever um, and she's walking like just follow me she takes them all through and it's it is was one shot yeah, right it was like yeah. Goodfellas it was like Hitchcock <laughs> yeah. Hitchcock and right. the rope right uh, yeah the rope and so you're following, following, People following. People get good fellows because through. it's through the right back, uh, the kitchen, Maria. Through right the there. bathroom, right. in the kitchen, boom, and it, you're right there. Mm-hmm. Moving mm-hmm. on, like, oh. Through the bathroom, like, what nerve. She's yes, just, but she's she walked around well, that whole ceremony like so, she owned it. And yep. you kept seeing no smoking signs backstage, no smoking <laughs> signs backstage. And, of course, that pays off in a big way yeah. at the pivotal moment. Um I also just think we should say, I mean, Olivia de Havilland, at least Betty did have a friend. Mm-hmm. You were talking yeah, about yeah. how well Joan had Mamacita, but Mamacita yeah. w- was she's more. She's a paid servant, mm-hmm. honey. Right. Who loved her, I believe. Yeah, right. And by the way, like I but get more, it. More like a Max and Sunset Boulevard. Olivia de Havilland flew from friggin' mm-hmm. France for her. She did have a real friend. And a uh, shout out to uh, Catherine Zeta Jones. Yeah. Did you notice her voice? What she's done? She's given it that like smoky mm-hmm. aged. Um, and I and I think in her neck looks much more wrinkled than you would ever see mm-hmm. Catherine Zeta Jones. And I, I think you have to give credit to actresses and who put themselves out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she looked amazing. Um, so <laughs> we're getting to the moment, <laughs> the moment, and you know it's it's like the buildup is so crazy. You actually hear the audio, the original audio of mm-hmm. Frank Sinatra because he was the host of the ceremony. <laughs> I really enjoyed that touch. I yes. thought it was really great, and he cracked a joke about how the sands. Yeah, yeah. The I, I was mean, I, you get... guys, I'm so sorry. I wasn't here for that previous episode where it was just Frank <sighs> beating the crap out of Bob. Oh, I Aldridge. know. It was so rough, but um, but you know, so there's. Betty with Olivia and they're you know off to the you know stage left or whatever and mm-hmm. um, and then just behind them you see the third person and it's Joan Crawford smoking her cigarette and her little silver number mm-hmm. and you know it's like it's just like anything else even though you know what's going to happen you still are just so, so in such shock yes. and so you're watching it and they the winner is and Betty's just sitting there hanging on his every word and Bancroft and there's Joan Crawford hedged her bets did all this politicking did everything she could and now cigarette gets thrown out she steps on it, it like she's crushing walks Betty. on by accepts the award soaks in all of that attention stole Betty Davis's moment and then walks right by her gives her the look and poor Betty I mean, that was just brutal. I, I, that whole episode was so hard to watch. I felt so bad because if you're a sports fan, you have a favorite team. So let me relate it to that. And you know how hard it is to get to the World Series or the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when your team 
unless you're from Boston, if your team doesn't win, you're like, <laughs> we're, we're never getting back. I mean, it's so hard. And so I think the Oscars are even harder. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, she turned in the most amazing performance. I, I think some of the, I mean, Days of Wine and Roses is great. I mean, all, I've seen all those films. Women were fantastic. I, I personally think Betty was the person who should have won. And I, my heart was just broken all over again for her mm-hmm. because it just you worked so hard. And you know, mm-hmm. at that age, you're never getting another shot at the title. Um, and we've all wanted something personally and professionally. And to think that someone can come along and do that just out of take spite, it away just just for spite, just because of their own yep. insecurity, is so you know, not, it's such right. an evil thing to do. It'd be one thing if she were also up for the Oscar and they were competing. Uh, okay, that I can, I, but. And we've seen this right in life before, where it's just like so unjust. Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, right? why for your own amusement? Horrible. You know, in my dream, I want Jessica Lange and Susan Sarandon to both be nominated in the same category. Oh for the my Emmy. god! And I want one of them to win. It doesn't matter who, and the other one to bring them up with her and say, like, this is how far we've come. It's gonna, gonna happen. Band together. It's gonna happen. By the way. It's yes. going to happen because they're turning out amazing performances. And, yeah, and Ryan so. Murphy, his company is what you, like you said, Maria, 50% women he mm-hmm. hires. And I, and I think the sentiment He's a champion of women. behind this is hopefully to let, mm-hmm. let's start making some changes. Yeah. It's it's amazing. So yeah, that was a that was a brutal little moment. At the same time, I'm like Joan. What are you so smug about? You didn't win. You yeah no. Because her goal was to steal win? Betty's yeah. limelight. Yeah, like but, a and child. Her moment, it's like mm-hmm. I can't win, and you're not going to win see, either. Like a I little just, child. Oh, and yeah. I know. Get ready to, to attack me, guys. But I'm sorry. Honey, this is stop no, saying it. This is just right. Someone's clearly listen, reading too many comments. Listen, this is bad people. You know, take pleasure in the pain of others. Like yeah. it, it was a shouting Freudian or whatever that stupid oh, German yeah, yeah. thing is. Mm-hmm. It's like you take pleasure. Shade that gives yeah. right. That gives you pleasure. Mm-hmm. So Disgusting. that was a victory to see. Totally, she went home. It was wee hours of the morning. But here's the thing. Let's talk of the contrast. Like five in the morning. Betty or goes home alone. Yes. Betty. I mean, Betty goes home with a room full of people. Mm-hmm. That's right, and flowers who loved her. And that's right, and they have mm-hmm. some drinks. They're all down and out. But look at the pain on Olivia's face, like a yeah, best friend or yeah. good friend would have. I can't believe it. Right? They're shocked. Yeah. They're down, but not alone. And when you do the the cutaway back to the bedroom and we put down this beautiful gold Oscar next to her gold Oscar she won, it reminds me of a line, I think a line from a movie where it was just like, you've won nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just now, it now it's all over and just sitting there alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and And I think this is Joan's, uh, and this is not a spoiler, this is her last victory in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And she it's a hollow it victory. Yeah. And this is the last one. And it's going to be downhill in the worst of ways mm-hmm. from that moment on. You know what I loved that we actually forgot to mention was when they, when Joan accepted the Oscar on behalf of Anne Bancroft. And um, they were like, do you want to take pictures with the other winners? And she took pictures with the other winners and they were all angry. They all looked at her like, oh, God. And then, of course, they smiled for the cameras mm-hmm. because they had to. But do, did you miss yes, that I moment? Yes, I saw the guy with the white hair. He's all, no, every single one of them and looked at her with such disdain. Because she went against one of their own, right? Yeah, because to, they all knew what she did. Yeah. And it was like, we don't want to be like, with this her. Isn't, this isn't getting past us. And you are you are not one of us. Yeah, you did not win. That's a great note. Yeah, yeah I'm glad was, you mentioned that. Yeah, I really um, it made me feel good because it was just I was so upset for Betty and so upset to see some be so petty. Yeah, and so shitty. It's disgusting. Yeah, it really bothered me. But 
Uh, I actually don't know where we go from here. I mean, we have three more episodes. I don't know where it can oh, go from here. I, I, you've got to see. Uh, you have to see. And hush, I hope, hush. Please go see Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte. I have not seen it in years. Please can we all see mm-hmm. it before yeah, yes, our yeah. next show? I think you're going to go into the making of Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte. You'll see Aldrich back. You're going to see uh, Victor Bono back. Uh, by the way, the actor who... Two things. The actor who played Victor Bono, we've been going back and forth, trying to get him in here. Oh, yeah. Uh, also... Um, Ryan Murphy, too. Yes. And then this, and then the secretary, the part... Well, I call it the partner of Robert Aldrich, but the assistant mm-hmm. also... Is, is a friend of Popcorn Talk and After Buzz, so I nice. want it. We have to make some moves in these last next few weeks yeah, to, yeah, to we get some other happen. people in here. I, you know, again, uh, Fern, I'm going to throw this one at you. I, I, I just love the line um, Catherine Zay Jones says, or Olivia de Havilland says, I was Melanie Wilkins to her mm-hmm. Scarlett O'Hara, and then of she course, said I was really Melanie Wilkins. Yeah, mm-hmm. what is what does she because, mean by that? Because um, Betty Davis thought the role of Scarlett O'Hara was hers. And she always felt that it was stolen from her and that she should have had it. So she thinks of herself as Scarlet, but she was making the point that she didn't get it and that she really was, that Olivia really was in Gone with the Wind and Betty Davis. So that was a little shade to Betty Davis. So Olivia de Havilland's not perfect. And I think it's easy to be perfect, a good friend with someone who you have more dis, you know, yes, you have dis- you're not with. competitive she's with. She said that we bitch. weren't really competitive. Yeah, she's probably a bitch with Joan Fontaine behind closed doors. We don't know. Well, well it seemed like it. Well, <laughs> yeah. and I, I feel like that was her Joan. Mm. So, and and I I guess I'm team team Olivia and Havlin. Um, but anyway, I don't know enough about it. It's just my gut instinct is that I think. But um, I also think that I feel like Olivia. It seems like in history yielded, and was like I'm a fine actress. Mm-hmm. I am not Betty Davis, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yeah, like it, no one's Meryl Streep. Right. Period. Right. <laughs> it's, I, I think she deferred to her. Yeah. Completely. So, do we have any predictions for next week, guys? I think somehow we go into we go into production on um, right Charlotte. I think Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte, yeah. Jack Warner, and Robert Aldridge, and and um, and we're going to see the return of Olivia. And hopefully, well, they, we keep hearing we might see Christina Crawford. I hope mm-hmm. so. I hope we do. Appar- I loved Sarah Paulson in this, by the way. Yes. I thought she was just going to be a fleeting little cameo, uh-huh. and then she popped up and played Geraldine. I yeah. love that. A great job. But uh, um, I wonder. But if- maybe we'll see Anne Bancroft and her after too, and what the aftermath of that was. Oh yeah, that would be fun. Betty Davis said that Joan Crawford didn't give Anne Bancroft her Oscar for like a year. Like she took it on vacation. She like showed it around. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Hold but the phone. I don't know. But then Betty's daughter said that's not entirely true that she gave it to her eventually like a few weeks later but she did kind of parade it around for a little while wow Joan paraded Mm -hmm. Anne Bancroft's Oscar Oscar around Mm -hmm. no shame guys no shame listen I can't wait for episode 6 I have no (laughs) idea what we're in for but there's no way this isn't going to close out with some epic episodes because it just gets better and better each week I love the show thank you for joining us as always I'm at Maria Menounos I'm at Fern Rone. And uh, I don't know, I'm at the Tomorrow Show. <laughs> oh, at the Tomorrow Show. Yeah, of course. Boo has this amazing show, the Tomorrow Show. You can see it Monday and Thursday nights, 7 o'clock. Yes, we talk about Feud a little, but not enough. You can watch it live on thetomorrowshow.com or on Facebook, The Tomorrow Show. And if you love AfterBuzz TV and you love what we're doing, we produce about 150 hours of programming. Pretty much any TV show that you're obsessed with, we're doing an after show for, not technically us. Fern, what do you Fern do? does a ton of them. I do a lot of the housewives. I love to analyze bitches. Um, <laughs> I do the royals. I do 
Divorce on HBO with my queen, Sarah Jessica Parker. You so rock good. high low. That's what we call yeah. it. Oh, yeah. High <laughs> low. I go high, I go low. I just love analyzing people. I can't well, listen, I know a lot, shows and here. I know a lot of you Feud fans are also Bar Rescue fans. Right? Oh, yes. Kevin of, hosts Bar Rescue. So, after, so I'm sure there's a lot of people that are fans of John Taffer who are also fans of Betty Davis. And if you have Sirius XM in your car, join me at 10 a.m. every morning. Conversations with Maria, Sirius XM Channel 109. Guys. We'll see you next week. I can't wait. Whatever happened to baby (laughs) Jane. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Bye. See you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.